This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. We are going to have a very interesting discussion about physical activity measurements with actrometers and data analysis, especially with GGIR software. And we have a great expert for this episode. He has done his PhD at Universidad de Granada in Spain. Currently, he's working as a postdoctoral researcher at Linköping University in Sweden. He has published impressive body of work related to accelerometry, physical activity, and its relationship to cognition and brain anatomy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Dr. Jairo Hidalgo Miguels. Welcome. Thank you so much, Alice. I'm happy to be here. I've been listening to some of your podcasts, and they are really interesting and really motivating for all of us. So thank you so much. So happy to be here. Yeah, nice to nice to have you. And I've been sometimes in Granada, and I think I read that there's more than 360 sunny days on average per year. And now you are in Sweden. How do you how do you like the weather? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't want to 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 get into troubles here in Sweden. So I will say that the weather here is amazing. It's best thing I could experience at the moment. <laughs> But uh, sometimes I miss Granada. I, I will also say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very nice, nice city, historic, and and the weather is nice. So, so you have been doing quite a bit of work with accelerometers, data analysis, and and physical activity, and you have worked with the GGIR. Could you tell the basics of this software, uh, the package, to listeners who have never heard about it? Yeah, so basically, GGR is uh, is a software that is mainly developed by uh, Dr. Vincent Van Hees. and uh, I'm I'm a collaborator, so I'm helping him to maintain and to develop some functionalities in the software. And it basically, well, it's an open source software, so anyone can get into the code, into the script. Uh, anyone can collaborate. Anyone can develop functionalities in their own or they can get in contact with either Vincent or with me to, to, to work on the software development. So it's it's alive. It's always increasing in functionalities and, and so on. And basically it focuses on getting the raw data of different accelerometer brands and applying some algorithms that are validated in the literature. And then using these algorithms, we will get our estimates of physical activity, sedentary behavior, sleep, and some other interesting outcomes. So so anyone can develop and you have been a collaborator. What which parts have been have been your responsibility? Well uh, at the moment we are uh, I mean I've been fixing bugs of the software. I've been adapting the code to different projects that I have needed it to work in. Uh, I have also working the time use uh, management uh, within the software to, to really differentiate the different parts of the day. Uh, and I've been applying some 
code to, to get some different metrics like the mean amplitude deviation and some other metrics that I found interested in the literature and I I would like to use them in my studies. So I I asked Vincent if he would be okay if I include this code in, within DJR. And he said yes, so I've been working on that in the last years. And right now I'm mainly in contact with him. So we have... Uh, uh, we have the code open in GitHub, and there we post uh, every issue, everything we need. We think that the code might be improved in, uh, and we just uh, split the job between the two of us and, and try to to develop it further. And and how many how many people have been developing the code? How how big has the group been in, in total? Yeah, well, I don't have the answer in my in the top of my mind. <laughs> At the moment, but uh, many people, many people have uh, have helped to 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 the maintenance and um, and developing of the of the software. So uh, actually, in the package we net, uh, I can send you the the link later on. Uh, there is a list of all the collaborators, so all the names are there. Um, I cannot. I don't want to tell you an answer because I w- I would be wrong for sure. Yeah, but but anyway, it's a, it's a lot of people who have developed it and and you said that it's for the raw data and it analyzes sedentary behavior and physical activity what where locations have you do you have as an as an options yes yeah, so the main our main goal in ggr is that it's not adapted specifically to a specific location so we accept data for from any location and we have uh, so this will affect at the moment, GJR is mainly adapted, uh, at least for the sleep uh, quantification, it's mainly adapted to the wrist location. But there are options to use it in the hip. So I have used GJR mainly with hip and wrist data because this is the data I've been working with in the, in the past. Uh, but you can apply the, I mean, as it is an open source code, you can include your algorithms there and you can uh, develop everything that you need for, for a specific word location. So, no, I mean, mainly the cut points, uh, you will need to adapt the cut points to the different locations, and, and the sleep assessment is main, maybe the part that is more adapted to risk within GJR. So how, how is the software working? What kind of skills do you need to, to be able to, to use it? So we try to keep it as simple as possible. So the the software runs in in R at the moment. So at least some familiarization with R will be good, but uh, not too much. So the the whole functionality of the code is is in just one function, and the only thing you need to know is how to use one function in R and how to define the different parameters or the different arguments that you need to to, to get the data as you wish. So so you just need to define. For example, uh, when is the accelerometer uh, recording starting or when, it, when it's finishing, if you would like to process the whole data or maybe you want to skip the first and the last day. And you will need to say what algorithms do you want to use, what cut points do you want to use. And this is done in just one function. So it's you don't need uh, great skills, to, to great coding skills to use GJR. You just need to install R and R Studio in your computer and, and then get familiarized to to it for a bit uh, and then you are all set to use DJR. And I, I think we probably have quite many listeners who 
don't use R or cannot code, how do you how do you see the learning curve? Should they contact someone? Should they find somebody to their team? Or how much should they spend time learning to use it if they don't have any experience in coding or R? So thus far, uh, Vincent has been doing some training in GAR specifically for some research groups. So this is one option that they contacted Vincent through his webpage, and he will be very happy to do the, the training sessions for, for them. And beyond that, we are now preparing some more training opportunities. So this will be, you need something very specific for your group, but uh, we're also preparing some training opportunities to a more broad audience. And uh, we're just starting to prepare the, the contents of this course and all the practicalities. But uh, we hope that we can start running them in autumn this year. So this will be an option to get into DJR and get to know how to how to do it. Uh, in the meantime, you can always go to the package big net. And there you have the very basic instructions on, on how to use DJR and just reading that, you should be able to, to at least get some basic estimates of from your data. So interesting. You you are starting a course. How how do people find more about the course and and how what is the format? How much does it take time? We are right now deciding on that. So there is no information yet online anywhere. It will be soon, but not yet. So at the moment, uh, I mean, if anyone is interested, they can contact us and ask some questions, but we don't have a definite answer on how, how it's going to be. Uh, we know that it will very likely to be online and we're just deciding on anything. So anything I say here may change in the future and I don't want to, to, to make a mistake, but uh, it, it will be more information soon online. We will start promoting the course very soon. This podcast is sponsored by Fibian, a research device that has been shown to be valid in tracking sitting, standing, physical activity and energy expenditure. Furthermore, Fibian has been shown to be valid categorizing physical activity into light, moderate and vigorous intensity. In addition to scientific accuracy, Fibian provides automatically produced and easy to understand reports for research participants. Get scientific validation and learn more about Fibian at fibian.com slash research. Fibian, from researchers to researchers. All right, you can send also some info me, to me. I can maybe advertise it in some, some podcast episodes so people people can find it then. So so what, what do you see as the biggest advantages of GGIR? I think the good thing is that it's open source. How do you see it as, as the biggest advantages? This is one for sure that is open source and you know what is happening with your data. Uh, I mean, in terms of research, I think this is very important because it, it improves the comparability of the code, the reproducibility. Uh, I mean, you know from the very start to the end of the process what is happening in every step. If you want to, you, you can get into the code and see what is happening with every chunk of data that you load. And apart of that, uh, a, a great advantage I see and that I have used during, in my research is that as you know what is happening with the data, if you get data from different devices and you apply the same algorithms to that data, 
you can still get very comparable, very close estimates from different devices using GJR. And I think that's a big advantage. Because sometimes people are really worried about what accelerometer should I use. And, and at the very end, if you use uh, uh, similar processing methods as we do in GJR, you will get similar outputs from the different brands. And so that, that will be the main advantages for me, the data comparability and that open source and that everything that we apply in GGR is validated in the literature. So that's, that's also very important for us. So, so what you said is that it doesn't really make a difference which brand you are recording the data if it's recording raw three axial accelerations with high enough frequency. It's just about what you do afterwards. Uh, of course, uh, there can be small differences uh, based on the hardware, or based on the on the devices that, that you use and the size, the weight, everything can produce small differences. But uh, my experience, I have used some different brands in GJR. My experience is that uh, I got very close estimates. And what what do you see as as other options to GJIR? What what other options there are if if you don't want to use specific brands and their their uh, analysis algorithms? Well, there are many options. I think, uh, uh, I think. well, I don't remember the name of the different software right now, but uh, there are many people who are developing open source code for processing accelerometer data. Uh, I know Paul Hibbing in the US was developing some code with Actigraph. I know that, uh, well, people at Oxford University, the Aiden Doherty group, they are doing a great job also with their tools to, to using machine learning on accelerometer raw data from the activity device, and they are doing also a good job there. I think the ProPass consortium also is, has a, a software that can be used in different brands, and that's also really interesting. So I, I don't remember right now the name of the different software, but I know there are many of them and that's good for reasons. I mean, we need more people developing and more people proposing algorithms for our data. That's always a good news for us. So how do you see the future of different different software sets? I think it's there's, there's a lot of options, but should, should you collaborate together to have them in one package or how, how do you see what would be the ideal case in the, in the future? I think we always want that unique answer for everyone, like the the one for all. But I think that's not possible because I mean every group, every project has their own research questions, and they will have different needs. And so I don't think our goal should be looking for the perfect software. Uh, I mean we all have something to do here. And different software can provide comp- compatible estimates or compatible data. And I mean, I'm not really worried about just using one, one software. I will use whatever fits better my, my needs in, in every moment. Mm, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, how, how do you see the future of, of TGIR? Which way you see it going? Uh, will there be like... Is, is there already now for different age groups? And how much do you have variability for different age groups or maybe patient groups, different algorithms? As it is open source, it means that it can grow as much as people want it to grow. But uh, it doesn't mean that uh, that it's easy to make it 
bigger or make it with or include new functionalities in it, in it because I mean you need that people are aware that the, the time you invest in GIR it has a value and so it's not you cannot expect everyone collaborating in GIR and not receiving anything back. So it depends on the community, I guess. If the community is aware of that uh, this work is needed, that we need to, to, to work together to get better software, and open source code is a great opportunity for that. So GGR will keep evolving. And, and I think at the moment, Vincent is doing a great job for that. So he's, I mean, he, he's trying to make everyone aware of how hard it is or how how important it is to, to keep developing the software and that we all as a community should invest our efforts in that. And and earlier you said that mainly you have sleep detection from the wrist and then for the activity and sedentary behavior you have, have hip hip or waist waist. Do you have any any plans for the thigh worn accelerometers to develop code for those? Yeah uh, well I meant that the wrist detection that we have implemented so the one that we have implemented for the wrist is validated. Uh, Vincent has several papers explaining and validating these algorithms against polysonography. I know he was now developing some code to get some sleep estimates from HIP, but I think this code is these algorithms are not validated yet. So it would be great if anyone can do a study with the HIP-based estimates of GJR for the sleep. And, and the and their accelerometer data, and even if anyone has uh, polysonography data, that would be great that they get to validate these algorithms to know how, how good are they. And for the physical activity and sedentary behavior part, we mainly use a cut point approach. So it just, uh, we don't have, uh, we don't we don't say that it is specific for hip or for waist. It depends on the cut points you're including, if they have been validated in hip or waist or, also, so at the moment we mainly rely on this uh, cut point approach. So it makes GGR that is not location specific. So if you have cut points for tie accelerometers, uh, you can use them within GGR. What we don't have is uh, an estimation of the posture from the angles of the accelerometer for, for physical activity. I mean, to, to differentiate between sitting and standing and so on, as many, many software based on thigh accelerometer have. So mainly, mainly doing it with cut points, and and do you do it the same way with the sleep? Is it still cut points, or how do you how do you analyze sleep? No, the sleep part mainly relies on the angle variability of the accelerometer. So the the, the default code looks for chunks of data in which uh, during five minutes the angle of the device uh, varies less than five degrees. So if that happens, there is a, it's, it's likely that the participant is sleeping and they need to play some some post-processing steps to decide if it is sleeping or it is in activity mode during the day. So what kind of collaborators you are looking? You said that it's important that this works works work is done and and you have an active community. There might be some listeners who could be interested joining. What kind of people are needed and what what they should do if they want to join well uh, anyone interested in physical activity who are 
who have some coding skills to develop the code further. So they are welcome for sure. Um, they just need to go to the package repository, it's in GitHub. And there they will find all the codes for all the functions that we use in GGR. They will find some issues that the, so the issues are mainly the, the, the things that we post that the, within GGR should improve in something or should include a new functionality. So if anyone has a proposal, they can post an issue there. And and they can also work on the issues that are already there. So it's it's it, you just need to go to GitHub to the package repository and then you can start collaborating. And, and that's it. I mean anyone is welcome. Yeah, sounds good. So I think we will finish the part part one here. So it was interesting discussions about the GGIR. And in a moment, we will continue with part two and talk more about physical activity measurement with accelerometry and other interesting topics. So thank you, Jairo. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes. So be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.